Hi there, and welcome to Her Faith Thrives. I am your host, Mindy Bradia, and I can't wait to connect with you. I want to equip you to discern, apply, and pray biblical truth so that you can take the next step toward thriving in your Christian faith. Whether you're feeling stuck or just desiring to go deeper, prayer is the power behind a thriving faith. We need to pray in the context of our everyday moments, guided by biblical principles and ready to take action. You can stop feeling stuck and start thriving in your faith when you pray authentic and truth-filled prayers. I will present biblical truth and a practical suggestion to broaden your perspective and help you take the next step in your Christian faith. This is episode two. Let's get started. Instead of turning your attention to it, you ignore it or do your best to drown it out. In the first episode, we talked about how our emotions are an indicator of the environment our hearts are living in. We often don't bring our emotions to God, and these unresolved feelings create angst in us and end up keeping us from experiencing the abundant life that Christ has for us. So today I want to go a little further into how we can consistently choose to pray our feelings or pray authentically. Here's the thing though, you may be listening to me and thinking that this seems like more work than it's worth. But let me assure you, any investment you make in training yourself to pray this way will be worth your while. The first place I really felt freedom in prayer was as a young girl with a journal and a pen. I could find words to write that I could not have spoken out loud. Through my teenage years, and honestly even today, I process a lot of life on paper. And over the years, what started as simply trying to find words to make sense of my experiences became a way to process life in the presence of God. I have written more unpolished prayers than polished ones, but in this messy practice, I have found intimacy with God. If you live for an appreciable length of time, you will accumulate baggage. For a long time, I thought one had to have a very dramatic life story to have baggage, but as the years pass, I realize one only has to be human to have some baggage. 
our post-fall world and our sinful natures ensure that even on the good and relatively easy days, there's always still an undertone of difficulty, an opportunity for feelings to be hurt, times of confusion, disappointment, and so on. Many times we don't recognize how much these feelings clutter and weigh down our souls until we are experiencing significant moments of discouragement, anxiety, or even fear. But if we started to bring our hearts before the Lord, often we would gain a better sense of when this soul clutter threatens to overwhelm us. In God's presence, we can start to get rid of this clutter before it becomes so weighty that it begins to entangle us. I spent some time last year memorizing a number of verses in Hebrews 12. I took some time to look up the background, theme, and context of this book so I could understand the verses I was memorizing better, and I really appreciated the summary in the John MacArthur Study Bible. Some of the recipients of the letter to the Hebrews were Hebrew Christians facing the possibility of increased persecution for their faith. In response to this, some of them were tempted not to identify with Christ anymore. One thing this book does is encourage these Christians to patiently and joyfully endure hardships with Jesus as their primary example. So Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which so which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The part of this verse that I want to focus on is the weight and the sin which clings so closely, or in some translations, the sin that entangles us. Later in this season, we will talk a little more about dealing with sin which clings closely or entangles us. But in this episode, let us talk about how we deal with what weighs us down and keeps us from running with endurance. In the book, How People Change, Paul Tripp and Timothy Lane give a wonderful analogy that has helped me understand how we tend to get weighed down. I want to take some time and describe it here for you because I think it will be helpful as we think about how to get rid of the things that weigh us down. I've also included a link to this book in the show notes just in case you want to um, read further on this subject. The analogy that the authors describe is based on Jeremiah 17 verse 5 through 10. So let me start by reading the passage. Thus says the Lord, Cast is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its root by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick who can understand it i the lord search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways according to the fruit of his deeds In this analogy, 
Every human life is represented as a tree with a root system that is nourished either by God or the world. Notice the two kinds of trees in the passage, the shrub or thorn bush in the wasteland, which is in verse 6, and the tree producing fruit planted by the water, which is in verse 8. Everything we experience in life is represented as heat, so you can picture the sun shining down on the tree. Heat can range from day-to-day -day irritations to devastating circumstances, and it includes both blessings and difficulties. In our passage, the heat is specifically mentioned in verse 8. He is like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green. Remember there are two kinds of trees which will either produce fruit or thorns. The thorns are a result of a life not rooted in or nourished by God and instead rooted in anything else. These are sinful or ungodly responses to the heat of life, such as ungodly anger, anxiety, complaining, and so on. The fruit is the result of a tree rooted and nourished by God. In the midst of the heat, this life bears fruit that is consistent with various descriptions in the Bible, perhaps the most obvious being the fruit of the Spirit, so love, joy, peace, and so on. As I mentioned earlier, no one escapes the heat of life, but we can become people who more consistently produce spirit-empowered fruit versus thorny, sinful responses. We talked about the Hebrew believers who were facing the possibility of increased persecution. This was the heat they were facing. The verse we read, they were encouraged to lay aside the weight and sin which can entangle them. And this would be an, an example of a fruitful response because they set Christ as their example and were empowered by him. The alternative thorny sinful response would be to give up on their faith and find ways to distance themselves from Christ to avoid persecution. Chances are, if you have access to this podcast, it is unlikely that you are facing the same predicament as those Hebrew believers. However, we can all agree that we experience the heat of life every day. At the time of this recording, we are entering the third year of the COVID-19 pandemic. At the very least, this has been a universal source of heat. However, you can probably think of other situations in your life to add to that list. I want to draw your attention one more time to the verses in Jeremiah. Notice the last two verses that talk about the heart. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. And that was Jeremiah 17 verses 9 and 10. When Paul Tripp and Timothy Lane lay out this analogy, they make an important note here. God cares about our actions, but he also cares about our hearts. He knows and has graciously revealed to us that our actions are inextricably linked to the climate in our hearts and what our hearts are rooted in. Through your emotions or feelings, God can begin to address your heart and create lasting change in you and how you respond to the heat of life. 
by simply acknowledging how you are feeling, you have the chance to evaluate those feelings. And more importantly, as a Christian in God's word, you expose your heart to the living and active word of God, which has a clarifying and cleansing effect. I mentioned earlier that I process a lot of life on paper. Over the years of doing this, here is what I have also found. As God's word intersects with honest and authentic expressions of my feelings about the heat of life, I find that I change. Weariness has given way to strength. Clouds of confusion have cleared away. Fear has given way to courage. It's not always quick or dreamy, but I'm finding when I consistently pray authentically, God sweeps my heart clean and replaces soul clutter with abundant life. This kind of life-giving change can be your experience too. So as we wrap up this episode, I want to leave you with a practical next step. Praying authentically or praying your feelings can feel daunting. Whether you do this regularly or are just now beginning, most of the time praying from a place of joyful gratitude is far easier than recognizing and articulating more messy emotions. So I want to give you a series of easy prompts to help you with those messy emotions. Feel free to pause at any point in this episode to think through these prompts and respond to them. These prompts and a link to a downloadable journal page are also included in the show notes for easy reference. If you're having trouble recognizing when you need to pray your feelings, a good place to start is simply noticing and recording times in the day when you're either upset or reacted to someone or something poorly. This could be a harsh response, ignoring someone, a moment of quiet hurt, noticing that you're having arguments in your head, and so on. To the best of your ability, articulate what or how you're feeling. Are you angry, sad, frustrated, discouraged, confused? When did you notice these feelings? Were you interacting with someone specific? Was it something you heard or read? Was it a memory that surfaced? Why do you feel this way? You may not have an answer for this right now, and if you don't, that is okay. But sometimes you actually know the reason for your feelings. So at this time, instead of trying to determine whether or not you are justified in the way you are feeling, just articulate the reason for your feelings. After you walk through this process, ask God to help you correctly interpret your feelings and take the right action. Then watch for how he answers either in the moment or through other ordinary means of grace, like your daily devotional times, a sermon, or wise counsel from godly friends and mentors. In the next episode, we will talk a little bit more about this last step and specifically how God's truth helps us carry lighter loads and therefore thrive in our faith. 
As we close, I hope you will come back to these prompts and use them regularly to help you bring your heart before God. And if you can, I would highly recommend working through these prompts in a journal. Before I go, let me read the words of Hebrews 12.1 one more time. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. You can choose to lay aside the weight you are carrying every day in prayer. As the old hymn says, we have a friend in Jesus who bears all our sins and griefs. It is indeed a true privilege to carry everything to him in prayer. Thanks for joining me on the Her Faith Thrives podcast. I would enjoy connecting with you beyond this podcast. And one of my favorite ways to connect is through my monthly newsletter, which goes out at the beginning of each month. The newsletter contains a personal update, reflection questions, practical tips to help you grow spiritually, and resources for further encouragement. If you're interested in receiving this newsletter, follow the link in the show notes that is Growing Together monthly newsletter to sign up. Finally, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Until then, choose both in your everyday moments by engaging with truth and praying authentic, truth-filled prayers. Remember, you can be a woman who thrives.